Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at JoeFresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend. Taylor Swift is in her tight end era, and suddenly we have to watch football. Heidi and Spencer have aged terribly. I watched The Golden Bachelor, and it was not what I expected. Plus, the Real Housewives of New York City's villain, Jessel Tank, on not being intimidated by Jenna Lyons, not having sex after childbirth, and not being the villain. I don't think I'm the villain. I don't know if I have a what's truly the villain, but I don't think I'm the villain anymore. Okay, listen and decide for yourselves, phonies. It's an all-new Phone a Friend, and it starts now. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Kripschick. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank. And if I sound a little bit different than usual, it is because I'm recording this in my hotel room in Toronto. Jason, my producer, are you there live from Los Angeles? Hello. I am here. Are you particularly excited? Because we have our first real housewife on the show? <laughs> yes. I mean... This is a very me guest. Jason has been trying to get me to watch The Real Housewives for approximately our entire relationship. I mean, I can't remember a time where you weren't like, how are you not watching OC? Like, you've watched them all. Yeah. Beverly Hills to New York to Salt Lake City. Mm. I get that it's a big commitment, but... 
you know, that's why this new season of Real Housewives is great because it's a whole new cast. So you get to start fresh. That's what I'm telling everybody. And I did start fresh. And I am so excited that we are calling the season's villain, uh, Jessel Tank. Can I just give you a vivid mental picture of what's happening right now, Jason? Okay. <laughs> I literally built a pillow fort. Like I took the cushions off of the hotel little couch. I have all of my bed duvet and pillows around me. I'm trying to like create a soundproof environment here in this hotel room. Just letting you know. Only the most professional production value for our phonies. I would love to see the reaction of housekeeper that walks in on you right now. Oh, we're, we're getting dangerously close to checkout time. So if you hear like somebody <laughs> screaming at me from the door, it's definitely housekeeping trying Got to it. kick me out. But we shall not let them. Uh, we have too big of a show to get through. I am here in Toronto. I mean, like, I this has been nuts. I've been traveling like crazy. I was in BC hosting a gala last week. I flew home for two days and then I came to Toronto for the week. I go again next week. I honestly feel like like, like I'm a divorced dad who only sees my kids on weekends, and it's been really hard, you know? Listen, not as hard as it is for Evan to be working in alone with three children. God bless you, my <laughs> beloved husband. But, you know, emotionally, just very hard, Jay, to be like a busy working mom who still has to pump breast milk on the road, okay? Oh, no Housekeeping way. is going to knock on this door to take away the fridge that they brought me to store my breast milk. Like, wh when does it end? Do you still kind of experience the stress and trauma and PTSD of traveling with breast milk or like crossing the border with it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And Jace, we talked about this, like, I feel like months ago on the show when I almost got detained at a Mexican airport yeah. um, and then smuggled my breast milk in my bra across the border. One of the most questionable decisions I've ever made, because it's always like young men who are like, where's the baby? You can't take this without the baby. And then I just have to s like saddle up to the at the security desk and be like, let me tell you how breastfeeding <laughs> yeah. works. I'll like lock eyes with the 23 year old guy in Winnipeg and be like, this milk came out of my nipples. You know, I don't let it go. Jay, can I also just tell you what happened last night? Because I feel like you'll appreciate this. Okay. I'm talking low because I don't know if I should be saying it, but it's being recorded and shared with the world. So uh, last night, I was very honored, like huge privilege. I got to host the Cashmere Collection Runway Show, which is this huge fashion show where Canadian designers make couture out of toilet paper. Sorry, I'm supposed to say bathroom tissue. Out of bathroom tissue? Okay. That's the, like, word I was told. that uh, You can't make poop jokes, Jesse, and you cannot call it toilet paper. But it's like they make these incredible creations. Yeah. It's all to raise funds for breast cancer charities. Like, Jeannie Becker was there. All these amazing people in Canadian fashion were there. Huge deal because it was their 20th anniversary, and I was just so lucky to be hosting the whole show. So a few hours before the show, they tell me, they have to pull out my teleprompters halfway through, so I have to memorize my script. Like, hot sweats, but I wrote the whole script. Like, I, I, I'm familiar with it, so I'm like, okay, fine. I just hide in my dressing room, and I start studying the script. 
So I go out at one point. I have no teleprompter. I've got to kick off the show. I do all sort of like the housekeeping notes. I do my little jokes. And then without even thinking, I say, and now without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the 20th anniversary cashmere collection. I walk off. I don't think anything of it. And backstage, one of the show producers comes like running up to me, looks at me like he has seen a damn ghost. And he says, Jesse, did you just say ladies and gentlemen? Oh, no. He goes, you can't say ladies and gentlemen. It's 2023. And Jason, the way he looked at me. I mean, honestly, it was like I had gone out there and said, like, without further ado, you ugly motherfuckers, the 20th anniversary collection. Like, it was that bad. And I felt terrible because I know you can't say ladies and gentlemen anymore. In my live show, I actually make a point of, like, talking about that and then including people who don't identify as a lady or a gentleman. But I was just out there. No prompter. It just came out. Also, I feel like I've been saying ladies and gentlemen at events for like 15 years. It's just deep in my vernacular. It's hard to shake. And even though the event went really well and I did a great job and everyone was happy, I could not sleep last night thinking of all the people out there I may have offended by saying ladies and gentlemen. It just upset me. Like, I never want to be my grandma saying Indians. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever want to be that person. I am thoughtful. I am am perceptive. I care about being inclusive. I also don't want to, like, have to think about it so much that I become Rihanna in that viral clip trying not to offend anybody. (laughs) Can we play that? And he designed some boxer briefs that both men and women and non-binary people of all um, gender appropriations and the pronouns, everyone is included. That's the the greatest. It's the best. It's the best. Even Rihanna can't get it right. She's trying so hard to not get canceled. So hard, so hard. And I just want to say, like, truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, if I offended anyone last night by saying ladies and gentlemen, I am so sorry. Please accept my most sincere apologies. And just a note to everyone listening, you cannot say ladies and gentlemen in 2023. We do have a lot of ladies and gentlemen to talk about today, starting with a lady and a football player. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. We're going to kick things off with a brand new segment called Football News. Football News. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you come to me when you need to know what is happening on that turf. Is it turf? I don't know. I don't know anything. But I will tell you what's happening in those luxury boxes. Taylor Swift is finally giving this little independent organization called the NFL some much-needed attention. She is literally the Mother Teresa of sports, Jason. So let me break down some hard stats from the yard lines. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cue football music. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, what's football music? Football music. <laughs> I literally, when I was preparing this segment, I googled football music. Never watched football. Okay, sorry. 
I'm sure Rob, our technical producer, knows exactly what football music is. And so he's going to roll that cue right now. <clears throat> there it is. Since Taylor appeared at the Kansas City Chiefs game two weeks ago, Chiefs ticket sales have soared with sales rising by almost 50% and ticket prices jumping 43%. The TV ratings for that game saw the largest ever demographic increase for women ages 18 to 49, jumping 63% from the previous week. And it was the most watched NFL game ever by women ages 12 to 17. <laughs> LOL. This past Sunday night's game against the New York Jets was the most watched Sunday television show since the Super Bowl. There was a 400% spike in sales for Travis Kelsey jerseys on NFLshop.com. Travis's New Heights podcast climbed from 158th on the Apple charts to number one. And he gained 860,000 new Instagram followers, which is more than he gained after all three Super Bowls he played in and more followers than what 2023's top 100 NFL players have combined. And those are the hard stats. (laughs) Football music. What I'm saying is Taylor Swift has finally put American football on the map. (laughs) Without her, we would not be talking about it on this podcast. I mean, it really is unreal. This past Sunday, I found myself saying out loud to my husband, hey, can we put the Chiefs game on? A sentence I have never said in my life. And at this point, like, we've all seen the pics. I mean, even you, Jason, you're paying attention, right? You've seen the memes. You've seen the seemingly ranch. But my favorite online trend to come out of all this is women messing with their husbands and boyfriends by telling them that nobody knew who Travis Kelsey was before he started dating Taylor Swift and then secretly filming their reactions when they get all aggro and mad. Have you seen this? (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay, well, I did it to my husband, Evan. Okay. He would. He was so mad when he found out I was filming, he would not let me put it on the internet. But he doesn't listen to this podcast, so here know. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I support. So, like, this Travis Kelsey person is so lucky. He's very famous, Jess. He's, like, very Yeah, because very he's dating Taylor Swift. No, 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 no. This is the thing that it doesn't make sense. He's one of the best NFL players in the entire league. He's, he's the, one of the greatest tight ends to ever live. He's not a random... He's not like that guy like Chris Humphreys or whoever Kim Kardashian was. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no one had ever heard of no, him until no, he started. No, you had never heard of him. But he's one of the most famous players in the league. Yeah, but no one had ever heard of this person until he started Jesse, dating. Jesse, you are wrong about that. But could it be true that he had a conversation But is he really her? good at football? Yes, he's Super Bowl champion. He's one of the best tight ends to ever play football. He was getting so mad, Jason, just like swearing, <laughs> flailing his arms. We've been together for 16 years. I can't remember a casual conversation about celebrities that got him that worked up. But then he had the audacity to say this. This is a publicity stunt, right? No, they're totally dating. Yeah, but, but Jess, she has a movie coming out. Yeah. They're in love. Dog, this is a complete and utter publicity stunt. First of all, when your husband calls you dog, (laughs) you know (laughs) things have gone off the rails. Uh, Here's what I said to him after he forced me to turn my camera off. And here's what I will say to you. 
This is a real deal relationship, okay? These people are, you know, they're hanging out at the very least. They are canoodling. They are likely fucking. And she is so into it. And I am so into it for her. Because think about this, Jason. This woman has been dating meek, scrawny, artsy British men privately for almost a decade. Yeah. Right? Like Hiddle Swift, Joe yeah. Alwyn. Now she's single. She is literally the most famous, successful human being on the planet. Most men are not going to just go out here and shoot their shot with Taylor Swift right? Like she's way too famous. How would you even get to her? Cut to this big old hunky charismatic oaf, also hugely successful and at the peak of his own career, makes multiple public declarations about his interest in her. Like, yeah, not only is she hollering back, she's like, fuck it. I've been sneaking sleepy-eyed Joe Alwyn around for six years. Like, can I please just meet this guy on his level and be goofy and public with him in return? And yes, yes, she has a movie coming out in like eight days. And I think probably that's why she's not shying away from appearing on national television with seemingly ranch. But I love Taylor in her public romance era. And can I tell you this? Yeah. I also love Travis Kelsey. Last week when I was talking to Demois, I barely knew he had won a Super Bowl. Now I literally know who he's dated, where he lives. I have studied every angle of his tight end. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could admit he's hot, right, Jay? Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard of. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Wait, you hadn't heard of him at all? Uh, no, honestly, no. <laughs> I was going to try to hide it, but I'm, it's, no, it's there. <laughs> no, come on. Are you attracted to Travis Kelsey? The cur yeah. There's like old photos of him, like, like the beard and stuff that I never would have thought much about, but. Mm. What's the mustache that does it for you? The like Taylor <laughs> Swift version I'm into. Really? I'm yeah. more into the bearded version. Okay. I'm like, to get rid of that Movember situation. Let's bring back the beard. I, I like. Uh, this is what I will say. I married a tall, skinny, creative type, but I do have a soft spot in my heart for an obnoxious, hunky oaf. Like that real, my high school boyfriend was just this like big old meaty hockey guy. He once literally shaved a heart in his chest, out of his chest hair to declare his love for me. Oh, wow. Did it work? Did you <laughs> oh, like Oh, absolutely. Okay. He was like parading around the halls of high school with a heart shaved in his like meaty chest. Oh, this I was, is like, high school? This is a high school. He was a big old hockey player and like loud and funny. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm low key into that. I have a very like big place in my heart for that kind of man. It's not the man that I married, nor would I like recommend marrying that man, but uh, like date that man all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Evan also told me that the male perspective on this in, in his algorithm, in his, let's call it a mangorithm. This should be a new segment on this show. Cause it is fascinating in Evan's mangorithm. Most of the reaction to this relationship from men is like, oh, she trapped him. She's using him for publicity. Oh, he's never going to escape her clutches. She got him good. Which is some misogynist bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like poor, poor guy with his million extra followers and number one jersey sales. Mm, he is just 
stuck with this beautiful, most successful woman on earth. <gasps> it's kind of like the 2012 Taylor reputation, you know? It's like we've moved on from that. Far from exactly, that. you football dummies. We're long past <laughs> bashing Taylor Swift. Okay, she's getting the NFL ratings. We can't talk about her like that anymore. My personal hope is that she like draws in that male chauvinist football crowd and then pounces on them with her views on voting and same sex <laughs> marriage. All that to say, I'm rooting for you, Travis. And this has been. Football news. Football news. I tried to say that with as much masculine energy as possible. Football news. <clears throat> Up next, I'm thrilled to announce that I actually watched something. I actually watched something. Last Thursday, I sat down with my popcorn and my pinot and settled in to watch The Golden Bachelor. I have been watching The Bachelor for over 20 years now, primarily uh, to make fun of it. Like, for years, I host these big weekly Bachelor viewing parties at my house. All my friends come over. We gather around the TV and make jokes about the contestants. That's what we do. Because we're better than them, you know? <laughs> and so I was more than ready to do that on Thursday night. But Jason... Three minutes into The Golden Bachelor, something happened that I had never experienced while watching this show before. I felt good. My heart felt warmed. Uh, suddenly, instead of making fun of these people, I was rooting for them. I wanted these beautiful women in their 60s and 70s to earnestly fall in love with our 72-year-old widower, Gary. You didn't watch, did you? No, I haven't seen it. I don't watch the I don't watch the Bachelor at all. Listen, you have Real Housewives. I have The Bachelor. Okay, and now we both have football. <laughs> yeah. Sunday night football. Let me tell you, Gary is a damn gem. Okay, like whichever casting director was wandering the farmlands of Indiana to find this man, give that person a Nobel Prize. <laughs> He is so genuine and sweet. He does his toast, Jason, with orange juice. No. Yes. He dances like my dad. <laughs> and the things he says to the women and about the women are just so wholesome you could cry. Okay? Listen to this. Lovely woman. You look lovely. My life got a lot brighter in the last hour or two. <laughs> Watching all the women arrive today was the most fantastic experience that I will ever have. Every door that opened was like the best Christmas ever. <laughs> wow. It was the, it was, he described the women emerging from the limo as the best Christmas ever. You can't, there's nothing more wholesome and American than that. This is a God-loving, Christmas-celebrating man, yeah. and he's just out here looking for love, you know? 
I will also say this. He's an amazing lead considering he's not a student of Bachelor culture, right? Like, I assume he hasn't watched every season of The Bachelor, but most of The Bachelor leads have, mm. right? They've been as, like, a contestant or they've just watched the show for years and years. So they have this idea of what they should be, what they should say. Gary is just out here being Gary. And I think I'm falling in love with him. I think <laughs> I think it's happening. My, on my group chat, I used to, we, we obviously have a Bachelor group chat. One of my friends was like, guys, I don't know if I can get into it. Like, he's too earnest. He's just not sexy to me. And I was like, oh, you're, not, you're not supposed to be sexually attracted to the 72-year-old yeah. Bachelor. You know what I mean? But hey, <laughs> I feel you. And I will tell you who is the ladies. So what are the, the women like? Are they sort of like Real Housewives vibe or are they more his oh. style? Like. I know. Yeah, I was so curious about what they would be. I would say it's it's actually really impressive. I would say it's like 25% real housewife, like very taut okay. boobs, kind of like in your face women. And then this like 75% still very beautiful and taut, but more natural sort of beauties. And they're all, it's a, yeah. still the first episode. So they're all like in their gowns that they definitely got at like local boutiques. You know what I mean? These are the women that are keeping local shops alive. We're not ordering our gowns on Fashion Nova. We have been fitted at Donna's Dress Barn. That's that's the woman we're working with. But they're all just like smart and charismatic. And it is so refreshing to see women on this show who are so comfortable in their own skin and truly supportive of each other. I mean, they're out here complimenting each other. Imagine that. Plus, now The Bachelor is not like 25 women are looking for love. It's 25 women are looking for Instagram followers. That's what the show has become. But you don't have that here. Like most of these women are just truly looking for love, looking for companionship. It's almost like the original concept of the show pre-social media is back after a decade yeah. plus, you know? Yeah. And they're just like, they're just so into Gary, Jason. Like a tall, fit, 72-year-old man with a full hairline? Yes, please. <laughs> I actually feel like you're going to age like Gary. This just oh. occurred to me. Okay. Yeah. This is the highest of compliments. I hope so. You're going to be Great. fit. You're going to be hunky. You're going to have your full hairline. Like you are going to be the, the the Gary of your time. Okay. I always saw myself aging like the New York City cat woman, but sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's how I see myself at 80. There's still time. You know, in a future episode, we really need to talk about all of these women in their 40s getting facelifts. What is happening? Like, it, this is a new phenomenon. Sia just announced Sia? she got a facelift. Yeah. I, yes. I was like, of all people, Sia. I don't even know what your face looks like with all those wigs. Like, why was this necessary? Anyways, you will be the Gary and or Sia and or New York City <laughs> Catwoman of your time. At one point, there is this moment where this woman looks at Gary and she asks him, so what do you want to do with the next 30 years? Oh. And that really hit me. Yeah. That really hit me. I was like, oh, shit. The stakes are so much higher when you are finding someone you want to spend the final years of your life with. Yeah. You know, this is not someone you're going to go on Good Morning America with and then break up with six weeks later. Yeah. This is real. We're looking for real Final 30 years of life love. And so 
Good luck to Gary, the Golden Bachelor. I will be watching. Jason, are you in? Are you going to make the time or no? Too much Real Housewives to consume. Yeah, I don't know if I might skip this one, but okay, he's I'll follow on the peripheral. Lucky you. I'm going to keep you updated right yeah. here on Phone of Friend. What's next? What's next? There's a nude show taking North America by storm. And just to clarify, I didn't say new show. I said nude show. It's called Naked Attraction. And if you haven't already heard everybody around you talking about it, you're about to. Okay, this thing is about to blow up. And honestly, I just want you to have an option to say, oh, yeah, I heard about that on Phone a Friend in case you don't want to admit that you binged watched it like I did. So let's investigate it. Phone a Friend investigates Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction is a series from the UK. It premiered across the pond years ago, like way back in 2016. It had a small cult following in Canada and the U.S., but it was just officially added to HBO Max, and it has been blowing up. Jason, you watched it. Yeah, I I came across it like a couple years ago. I watched a handful of them. Oh, look at you so ahead of your time. (laughs) Won't watch The Golden Bachelor. We'll watch Naked Attraction when no one else is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Jason sent this to me because now everyone's talking about it. He's like, you have to watch it. He sends it to me before I leave for Toronto. I arrive at Pearson Airport. I'm sitting at baggage claim and I start watching Naked Attraction, which uh, let me just tell you, not the best place to watch six (laughs) penises be unveiled under game show lighting. But... Oh my God. Here's how it works. Okay. It is a dating show where a man or woman stands in the middle of a room fully clothed, surrounded by six tall boxes. They're each a different color. Inside each box is a fully naked man or woman. And gradually, the boxes lift up, slowly exposing their naked bodies. You start with the feet, you move up to the knees, thighs, genitalia, (laughs) just like full penis and vagina. And then the single person who's still clothed has to dissect these people's bodies, okay, the good, the bad, the droopy, and decide who they want to eliminate in each round based on physical appearances only. And then when there's only two potentials left, the main person gets naked too. (laughs) They get to see what the two other naked people's faces look like and choose who they want to go on a date with. (gasps) It's the most insane premise for a show. It feels like a a fake reality show in like a rom-com. Like it's too insane to be real. And every episode is literally one hour of full frontal. And not only do you see everything, it's the most extreme close-up shots of penises and vaginas I've ever witnessed on screen (laughs) in an airport whilst waiting for my luggage. Like, Jason, at one point, I was text, I'm texting Jason <laughs> furiously, like sending him screenshots, which is, you could sue <laughs> yeah. me for harassment. But there's, there's like one extreme close-up where they start talking about a woman's labia being visible between, like, it's like, I can't, I don't even know how to react. And all the penis and vagina in your face is one thing. It's it's the conversations had about the body parts that are so wild to me. It's just British folk casually discussing a stranger's vulva. <laughs> they, they call the vagina. What do you think of the vulva? <laughs> Thankfully... 
this is a podcast and you won't be able to see any nipples or foreskin when I play you these clips. But warning, I'm going to play you some sound bites and they are not safe for work or children. So stop listening in the car while you're taking your kids to school. To start, here are two blokes just casually admiring a lady that they want to take for coffee. Ryan, how do you feel about Sam's body? I'm in love of it. <laughs> just looks beautiful. Really nice boobs. What about the vulva? <laughs> looks great. Prefer no hair and that's what it is. It looks great. Joshua, what do you think? I think you're absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah. I'm always a bum man myself and you've got a beautiful bum. What do you think about the vulva? It's beautiful. Sits nice and tight. I like it. What do you think about the vulva? Sits <laughs> nice and tight. What is happening? <laughs> If a housekeeping staff enters my room right now, I might be arrested. I'm just yelling about vulvas. In an accent that you didn't walk in with. (laughs) In an accent I didn't walk in with. I guarantee you weirder shit has happened in this hotel. I want to just also provide you with a mental picture. At this point, when they're discussing the vulva, we're in an extreme close-up of this woman's vision. This woman who is standing right across from him and hearing everything he's saying. And no, the men aren't off the hook either. They do it for the men too. And they might have it even worse because the penis is not an attractive feature. Here is a female contestant casually assessing a penis. This is not a normal situation. All cocks out like this. Where do you want to go to first? Let's go green. The elephant in the room. (laughs) Wow. Will that fill a hole? Yeah, definitely. Enormous bollocks. It's when they sag lower than the penis. It's like, Mm. oh no. Mm -hmm. Am Mm -hmm. I with like a 90-year-old man? Feels a bit wrong. (laughs) I mean, the same way the judges assess a meringue on the Great British Baking Show, these people are assessing ball sacks. I can't. I can't. Jace, I kept trying to tell myself, I was like, it's okay. Look at these Europeans. They're very comfortable with their anatomy. It's (laughs) just, it's natural. Just relax. But I couldn't. I've never felt like such a North American prude. But then like 40 minutes in, I was like, oh, that penis curves to the left. Like you just, (laughs) you really start getting into it. Get used to it. Uh Uh-huh. And then you also become deeply invested in who they're going to choose to date. Because this is a fun fact. Unlike most dating shows, the couples, you know, go on a date. And then the couples that I watched, both of them had sex after their dates and then openly talked about it after. So I guess there really is sort of a barrier broken down after seeing each other naked off the bat. Like, there's no mystique anymore. Yeah. Jason, how much money would I have to pay you? To appear naked on this show while someone talks about the nooks and crannies of your body (laughs) with a British accent. There's no, I truly could not think of a number. There's no number. A million dollars. A million dollars. A million dollars. I honestly don't think I could. But if you do it in Britain and nobody's, it doesn't ever come to North America. It'd come to Max eventually. (laughs) It would, it would, it would. I mean, a billion dollars. One billion dollars i guess yeah i mean for a billion dollars maybe if we're Jason, getting really honest a billion but, dollars then you can just like go retire on yeah. like jeff bezos's yacht and that's true you know, my life would be different your life would be different all of that shame that you would carry from your appearance would be like wiped away because you would create a sculpture of your partner on the front of your ship so like right. you would be fine mm-hmm. i honestly don't even know if i do it for a billion well it's the People 
talking about it that I couldn't handle. You couldn't handle being criticized by like a bartender from East Sussex? (laughs) (laughs) No, it would break me. Oh my God. That is something really funny about the show that I that I have to say. It's like when they're introduced to all of the people on the show, it's like, Lisa is a bartender. John is an Uber driver. Harry is an Airbnb manager. Shayna is a retail worker. Like, they're just jobs. You know, on The Bachelor, they would try to zhuzh it up. They would call them all sales reps or entrepreneurs, but they have nothing to hide out in the UK. These are just hardworking people, comfortable in their own skin, aren't afraid to go on the telly with their fannies and willies hanging out for a little extra cash. No shame in that. But obviously, it is 2023. You cannot say ladies and gentlemen, and you cannot just have a fun TV show where we discuss people's vulvas without the internet crying objectification. A lot of people are saying the show objectifies these people's bodies, makes it okay to judge people solely based on their appearance. I'm saying no one forced Lisa the bartender to do the show. You know, they know what they're getting into. I assume they're being compensated for their time. And I salute them. The executive producer of the show, his name is Daryl Olson, the Jason of dating attraction, actually says it's the complete opposite. He says it's body positive. Seeing all of these different shapes and sizes on your screen, quote, makes you feel better about yourself. Should I read the full quote, Jason? Yeah. Should I do it in a British accent? <laughs> I don't know if he's British, but yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. It fits the vibe. Oh, please. They didn't bring in some American to produce this show. That's this true. dude is British or like French or Italian, okay? He's, you got to be European as shit to make this show. He says, what it proves is that every person is different. We've all got different genitals. We've all got different big toes. It's amazing. The irony of the show is by having a load of people naked makes you feel better about yourself. Love Island is a fantastic show, but the cast looks amazing and then viewers feel a little bit bad about the way they look. We're the complete opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for that accent. I God, I'm just offending so many people today. And also, sorry to the contestants. But he is right. Yeah, they really are. Like, that's what I found, I think, maybe most fascinating about the show. They are all kinds of bodies represented on this show. Yeah. Right? Like, I am looking at willies and vulvas and bullocks that looked a way I had never seen before. It was educational. Some have tattoos, some have piercings, yes. some are inverted. <laughs> it's literally everything. <laughs> and like, we don't even have to tell you what was inverted because many different things were inverted. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. When my bag finally came down at baggage claim, it, it would like, I got to watch the whole show. It takes that long to get your luggage now. I'm dragging my bag in one hand. I'm holding my phone because I want to watch the final, like when he selects the final woman. And I also have my security form in my hand with my phone and so I thoughtlessly pass over my security form to the customs officer with six vaginas just being showcased (laughs) on my phone. He fully clocked it and I was like... I didn't get detained for the breast milk. If I get detained for watching Naked Attraction, it will have been worth that. This has been Phone a Friend Investigates Naked Attraction. Phone a Friend Investigates Naked Attraction. If you watch, please let me know what you think, okay? Not like of the vulvas and the penises, (laughs) but of the show. 
And FYI, if you've ever questioned our priorities here on Phone a Friend, when creating the rundown for today's episode, it was a choice between discussing this or Beyonce's Renaissance film. And we chose the penis and vagina shell. (laughs) You're welcome. What's next? What's next? (laughs) That would have been a better name for the show. (laughs) The penis and vagina show. The penis and vagina show. Should we call this episode the penis and vagina show with (laughs) Jessel Tank? It'll either like be great for ratings or absolutely terrible. Right. (laughs) Okay. TV shows where naked people flaunt their bits and flap their tits are the only thing I want you to know about. There are many more PG-related things I'm interested in, too. So it's time for another edition of a segment I call, I Just Want You to Know. I just want you to know. As always, that is a Backstreet Boys song that we do not have the rights to. And the following stories are just a few headlines that have been keeping me up at night, and I won't rest until I speak about them in a public forum. So let's begin. In possibly the biggest twist of 2023, movie star Ryan Reynolds who you may know from appearing at the New York Jets game last weekend, revealed he surprisingly knows who ex-reality TV villains Heidi and Spencer are. He hired them to appear in his latest ad for Mint Mobile, which I don't think I would have heard about unless 10,000 of my phonies sent it to me in my DMs. Thank you. In the ad, they're sitting on a couch made over to look like old people. The idea is if they can make it as a reality TV couple, anybody can. So what's their secret? Mint Mobile obs. It's hard for people to believe a reality TV couple can stay together for over 15 years. Because it's like 45 in regular couple years. The key is communication. That's why we use Mint Mobile. You're yelling. It's unlimited for $15 a month. So I can make unlimited calls just to say I love you. Aw. Call Heidi. You just texted that to me. Phone. Call Heidi. Still a text. Oh, my God. Okay, I just need to say this. Spencer is out here in, like, full facial prosthetics, okay? He's looking like Freddy Krueger. He's just, like, giving the performance of a lifetime. He's pretty good. He's not bad. I thought he was good. He was good. He can act. He can. Well, let's not go that far, Jason. He can perform (laughs) in a 32nd Mint Mobile spot as an elderly man. He sold it to me. Heidi, on the other hand, has like one wrinkle on her cheek if you look closely. Okay. And I get it. Like she's put in enough work to not look old. She's not trying to do it for Ryan Reynolds. So she's looking and acting like herself. But I don't care. I'm here for the Spidey sons. I don't know if they got a new agent. I don't know if they just had a second kid and need to make a little extra cash, but I am in full support. Also, how do I get Mint Mobile? In other news, Cardi B's house is haunted by a ghost that wants to have sex with her. (laughs) (laughs) She went on Instagram Live to share the news and declare that she does not consent to it. Hashtag me boo. (laughs) I hated that so much, but I had to say it. <laughs> Jason wrote, hashtag me boo. And I don't think I'll ever be the same. This Actually, I think I think this is the peak of your career. <laughs> I, think, I so. think you're in your Jason Assange. This is your Mint Mobile ad. Hashtag me boo is one of the brilliant things that's ever been put in a phone of friend script. Is it? Jason? If we're going to lean into it, I, it would it make more sense to say hashtag me too, more like hashtag me, me boo. 
or is it fine on its own? <laughs> keep this in, please, Rob. Please, no. For keep sure. it in. Keep it in. Jason wants to do a rewrite, so let me just take that again. She went on Instagram Live recently to share the news and declare that she does not consent to it. Hashtag me too. More like hashtag me boo. <laughs> I still hate it. I love you so much. I love you so much. I'm crying. I'm crying. So Cardi B says she thinks her house in L.A. is haunted because she keeps hearing buzzing noises. She says it's almost like a fly sound, but she can never find the fly. And then she talks about how her drivers and her security can't find the fly either. Hashtag relatable. So, like, you can't deny it. Literally, the only plausible explanation is that it's a ghost. But this isn't a regular ghost. Apparently, it's a horny ghost. Listen to this. And at this point, I feel like if I go to sleep, the fucking ghost is going to finger pop me because, bitch, the n- wants me. He wants me. He wants me. I love her so much. <laughs> There's like no real lead up to it. And how she came to that conclusion, I'm not exactly sure. Also, I don't know what finger pop means, <laughs> but, you know, I'll Google it after I watch another episode of Naked Attraction. We're praying for you, Cardi. Next, if you're blessed enough to follow Britney Spears on Instagram, you probably saw her dancing with knives video. She said she was recreating Shakira's VMA performance, which, okay. The knives looked very sharp. They're like flying around her head very fast. Maybe not the best decision considering her ex-husband accused her of throwing knives at the wall, but I'm no James Sexton Esquire. Thankfully, no one was hurt, okay? Because... Because we'd never be able to listen to her song, Piece of Me, the same way again. You know what I mean? (laughs) Police were called to her house. This is just not a wise decision by her. But this is a pro-Britney podcast, so we always look for the silver lining. And in this case, there's a big one. Britney followed up with us about the incident on Instagram. She said the knives weren't real. Technically, she said, everyone relax, y'all. They were just prop knives from a store called the Hand Prop Room in L.A., obviously. So after she comes out and says that, the Hand Prop Room in L.A. comes out and says her shout-out, her non-sponsored shout-out, made this prop shop see sales for their props, especially knives, go up 50%. (laughs) We love a heartwarming story about (laughs) fake knives. But wait for it. Best part is the increase in sales actually saved the prop shop from going bankrupt because of this strike happening in Hollywood. Nobody was buying props except for Britney. So their business was really hurting and they were on the brink of closing. But Britney saved the day. Heartwarming. This episode really goes from like very sexual to incredibly heartwarming. And then I would have it no other way. And until next time, these were just a few things I want you to know. In mere moments, I'm about to call one of my favorite cast members from the all-new Real Housewives of New York City, Jessel Tank. But before I uh, dial the 212 area code, I just want to give you a little bit of background because I am currently in my Real Housewives era. For the first time, I am watching this franchise. And you know, I, I don't watch Housewives. Okay, my kind of reality TV is like Selling Sunset or The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, The Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor in Paradise, After Paradise, and obviously now Naked Attraction. A a, a variety for me. I've never really had like the time 
to invest in another franchise. But like you said, Jason, this season we've started from scratch, so I don't have to go back and watch like season one through 62. (laughs) Also, I heard Jenna Lyons was going to be on it. And Jenna Lyons, if you know, she's like this New York City icon in fashion. She was the executive creative director and president of J. Crew for many years. She has her own false eyelash line, so you know I can respect. She's just like so cool. She's so fashionable. She's the first openly gay housewife. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this one. And I was sucked in hard and fast. So of the many amazing cast members, I mean, it's a great cast, Jessel Tank stood out to me because she's a twin mom, okay? One of her twin boys is named Rio. She's the first South Asian housewife, and she's become the, quote, villain of the series, but in, like, the best, most hilarious way. She's always getting herself into trouble. That's just how I felt, and I voiced it. Maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should just zip, you know? She's always putting her foot in her mouth. I've had a popsicle stuck up my... (gasps) Your vagina? She does share everything about her IVF journey. You know, in Indian culture, if you can't have children, it's such a taboo. It's so tough. But she doesn't know anything about Tribeca. A couple of my friends are moving to Tribeca. I know this neighborhood is like really up and coming. It's not, it's, it's, it's there. Is it there? She's trying to raise twin boys while juggling work and fixing her husband. I knew every little thing about him, and I fixed it, and then I married him. All while being Loki, very funny. She's kind of has this, like, British sense of humor. I just, I, I relate to her in a weird way, which is why I'm calling her today. I have so many questions. So let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Oh, FYI, Jessel is a very busy fashion publicist slash twin mom slash real housewife, so she didn't have a ton of time to talk, so this is going to be a quick call. I'm just going to get in and out, like a popsicle up the vagina. <laughs> oh, here she is. Hi, hello. Hello, Jessel. This is Jessie. Jessie, what a great name. How I know, please. And can I tell you, that's not the only thing we have in common, okay? I also have twin boys, and one of them is named Rio. Right. We're basically the same person. Stop. Yes. You are like a redhead version of me over there. What the heck? Thank you so much. I really am. I feel like the only difference is that you are a real housewife, and I watch the real housewives eating <laughs> Cheez-Its in my sweatpants. So, you know, same, same. Okay, can we just go back to the beginning, Jessel? How does one become a real housewife? Asking for a friend. Uh, (laughs) That is a very good question. I mean, if you had asked me two years ago, if I saw myself in this position, I would probably laugh hysterically. Um, You know, I think what NBC and Bravo, um, their vision for this reboot was very, very inspiring. Mm. You know, tapping into different groups of friends in New York. And it just so happens that I run in a very fabulous group of friends. And so here we all are, Real Housewives of New York. And it's an extremely diverse and multicultural and I would say dynamic group of women um, that each one of us, I think, have different things to give, you know, from a cultural standpoint, from a personality standpoint, and um, such an exciting journey to be on. Ugh. And I'm absolutely obsessed with watching you on this journey. Technical follow-up question. Do you have any say in your tagline? Because yours is, and please say it with me, I always bring the flavor. It's not my fault. 
you don't have any taste. I was just going to say, I wanted to have a nod to fashion. I wanted a nod to my culture. It was so hard finding a sentence that packages who you are in a sentence. And I think I did a good job. Did of- you write the, the tagline? Um, I did with a friend of mine. Yeah. <gasps> I did not know that's how it worked. I think there's a different, there's different processes for each. But for me personally, I I have a lot of friends who are journalists, who are writers, and who are extremely savvy and smart and quirky and get my sense of humor. And so I worked with, I, I, I mean, he's incredible. He writes for Condé Nast Traveler. He writes for Wall Street Journal. And he's a big Housewives fan. And he was like, this is, this is what I think you should do. And I would loved it immediately. Oh, you called upon one of your fabulous writer friends. Okay, I have no fabulous writer friends. So I thought I would write a few Housewives taglines for me. Yeah. And I'd like you to give me your honest opinion, which is something I know you're really good at. Okay. I love that. Okay. (laughs) Option number one. My hair is red, but piss me off and you'll see red. Oh, um... It's definitely there. Okay, we'll workshop it. Yeah, I think the delivery, yeah. We used to be used to be angrier. Okay, yeah, okay, more. okay. Okay, option two, angrier. Okay. I'm Canadian, but cross me and you'll be the one who's sorry. <laughs> I like the first one better. Okay, she likes the first one better. Last option, Jessel, here it is. My last name is Crookshank, but turn around and I'll give your man a quick spank. Ooh. That's very Bryn. It's giving Bryn. It's giving Bryn. Loosely inspired. I like the spanking, like honestly. So we're going with quick spank? I think I like a quick spank. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Jessel. I'll send it over to Andy. You're welcome. You can spank me any day. (laughs) Please. Oh, see, that's what I love about you. Okay, so you, you write your tagline with your fabulous writer friend. You say yes to being a housewife. But you probably don't sign up to be the villain on the show. And this season, you really stood out as the housewife that people love to hate. Every reality show needs a villain. Did you mean it to be you? Uh, The sweet little Indian girl? No. (laughs) No. No. By the way, I think just to correct course. Please. One, two, and three, I think I was maybe that person. Okay. Things are turning around. Yes. I don't think I'm the villain. I don't know if I ever was truly the villain, but I don't think I'm the villain anymore. I think I'm the funny one. I think that you're the funny one too, but I have a Canadian sense of humor. You have a British sense of humor. So I'm on the same page as you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know what else you are? You may not be the villain, Jessel, but you are the first ever South Asian housewife in 17 years of Housewives franchise. I I mean, you're not just out here representing your community. You're breaking a lot of stereotypes that exist around Indian women. So I want you to talk about that episode where you tell your mother for the first time that your twins were conceived with IVF because that's something that you had hidden from her because of cultural expectations, right? So why did you choose to share that personal fertility journey with your mom in such a public way to break the stigma honestly Mm. and i think that a lot of southeast asians who are listening or have watched the show and certainly who have slid into my dms can completely relate to that um even like now i i have friends who are going through egg retrievals who are going through ivf and are literally doing it in isolation by themselves because they don't feel this they have the strength or the support to talk about it openly and so 
here's me who went through what I went through for three or four years. And I stepped into this role as a real housewife and I made it a very purpose decision to squash some of those conversations. Mm. And I really hope that I've made an impact and I made a dent in, in, in helping women kind of, you know, have the opportunity to bring things like this up to their families because it shouldn't be stigmatized. Yes. And it's so common now. And I'm I'm so happy that you had that conversation in such a public way. You know what else I loved? You also talk about sex. In the second episode, you share that you hadn't had sex with your husband, Pavit, in over a year since having your twins, your hot husband, Pavit, by the way. <laughs> the internet hot. would very much like to have sex with your husband. <laughs> but why didn't you at that time in your life? Because I have a lot of new mom listeners yeah. who are sitting there going like, yes, Jessel, I feel that. Right. And again, it's it's very normal. No one talks about it. Mm. And, you know, again, going through the process of having those conversations in a very open, like, you know, platform, the amount of messages I was getting like, oh, I, I haven't had sex with my husband in two years, three years, four years. Things change when you have kids and let's like, you know, let's put ourselves first. Let's like give ourselves the power to kind of better, you know, um, work on ourselves before you sort of want to get, get through the pressure of jumping into the sack again. Yes. Obviously for me, I had a C-section. I was like, it was all going south down there and up here. And I mean, your body changes. I didn't feel good about myself. I I, I think that comes through when, with Jenna's lingerie. I just had a lot of self-confidence issues and my husband was extremely patient. And, you know, I wanted to mentally and emotionally get back to um, the girl that I was. And, and I was going to take the, I would take five years if I needed to. I love that. And I really do feel like that is so relatable to so many people. And again, here you are breaking stigmas, talking about it on the show. So thank you for that. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, I feel like the formula to a great Housewives episode is Housewives says or does something that pisses off other Housewives. Housewives spends <laughs> the rest of the episode or season explaining herself. Jessel, you've done a little bit of pissing off. Now it is time to explain yourself in a game I am calling. Explain yourself. Oh, okay. original. <laughs> Thank you so much. I didn't have a Condé Nast writer to help me with that one, Jessel. Oh I need just to speak me. to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to list off a few controversial things you did or said this season. You have 10 seconds to explain yourself. Are you ready? I'm ready. Explain yourself. Jenna Lyons gave you lingerie as a gift. You complained about it, saying it would make you look like a Christmas tree. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Um, I didn't love the lingerie, it was a size large, but I also was, you know, feeling a little, um, a little, a little crazy after the babies and I'm not my, I didn't have my body back to the way it was. And so I shouldn't have done that, but, um, I, I do love it now and I love Jenna and she's very generous and I, I did apologize to her. Absolutely explained. You were invited to stay at Aaron's home in the Hamptons. You made it clear that you were not thrilled with her lack of Wi-Fi and heat. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. I mean, basic human needs. Heat and Wi-Fi <laughs> in the middle of the winter. I need to be connected at all times. I'm a publicist. I have kids. I mean, come on, Aaron. Let's step it up over here. I love um, but that. Also, I wasn't the only one that complained. Everyone complained. You just only see me complaining because I was the villain, right? At that point. Oh, so. the power of the villain edit. Interesting. Exactly. Okay, you called the other housewives cackling hags. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. 
Listen, my mom calls me a cag. I didn't think it was a big deal. It's Brit- again, British humor. You get it. You're Canadian. I get it. I mean, ish. Yeah. I've, I've never called my girlfriends a hag out of love, but okay. <laughs> Listen, it's British humor. It's supposed to be funny and lighthearted. And again, everyone's like got their knickers in a twist. So here we are. <laughs> okay, two more. You had the audacity to pair an Alexander Wang jacket with a Balenciaga bag. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. So I was on a trip, I packed super quick, I only had two bags with me, the other bag really didn't work, and so I thought I would go with the Balenciaga, and Jenna Lyons pulled me out big time. She was right, I was wrong, I get it, lesson learned. I mean, whenever you see Jenna Lyons walk out in like a baggy men's jean with a feather cape, do you just look at her and go like, how does that work? Fuck off right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but see, if I called Jenna Lyons a fashion victim, you know, I would be like, again, the most hated person in America. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So please, you steered clear of that. Uh, lastly, wanting to spend $62,000 on preschool for status. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you have to understand, I got it. When I want things done, yes. I need to get into the head of my, my husband. I need to get into his brain. He loves Top Gun. It's his favorite movie. Tom Cruise is in that movie. Tom Cruise sent his school, kids to school here. I was like, if I bring up Tom Cruise, maybe he'll say yes. There you go. See, I do this with every NBA star. If there's like a basketball player whose kids go to some program, I'm like, we got to get the boys in there. We got to get the boys in there. Right? You you got to tap into how men think. Mm. And I was like, oh, you would be impressed because Top Gun, he loves Top Gun. It's his favorite movie, of course. Please. And by the way, when you have twins, like it costs $62,000 to get them lunches at Costco. I mean, it is... Nobody understands the plight of the twin mom and the expense of twins. Jessel, I think you explained yourself pretty darn well. That's how you play Explain Yourself. Explain Yourself. Uh, To see all of that go down, catch up on The Real Housewives of New York City, season 14, streaming now on Hey You in Canada. Follow at Jessel Tank to see her gorgeous family, her glamorous life, her new business ventures. Jessel, I don't need to explain myself when I say this was lovely. What a joy and a pleasure. You were so fun. Oh, I, what, a, what a true honor. Um, okay, go give your Rio a kiss for me. I will give my Rio a kiss for you. I can't believe we have Rios. That's I so cute. know. Mine are six. We need to have like a whole other conversation about having twin boys because I will never connect with another woman more than if she has twin boys. It's a very unique torture yeah it's torture yeah it really is um and now like two housewives we're gonna air kiss right now and say bye thanks so much bye jessel short but sweet but you know my first housewife Jason, how did you feel? Love her. Love her. Yeah, so good. We didn't have a ton of time to talk, so I I was a little sad that I didn't get to run all of my potential taglines by her. Can I pitch them to you? Yes, please. Two more options, okay? Okay. I have three kids, two jobs, and give zero fucks. (laughs) Can you say fucks in a housewife tagline? They'd beep it. Okay, they'd beep it. Okay, last option. I may be an elder millennial, but I'm the year 2000% real. I like the first. I like the previous one. Okay. If you want, okay. if you're looking for okay. my, my opinion, let's just go with Jessel's choice. Okay. We'll trust the actual housewife here. After the break, you called in to ask me about another TV show that I'm watching, and you all have to watch as well. 
That's next. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And I have no plans other than to check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, this is Janelle from Winnipeg. Um, I love your podcast. Um, I was wondering, are you watching Selling the OC? I just finished season two. I'm obsessed. And I was just wondering your thoughts. Okay, bye. <gasps> Janelle from Winnipeg. Uh, Jason, have you been watching Selling the OC? I ha- I, well, I haven't watched the second season, but I watched the first. So I need to catch up. Do you want to or like the first wasn't working for you? It's fine. I thought Kim, I was comparing it to Selling Sunset too much, which maybe I should just appreciate it for its own thing. But yeah, I honestly don't know why you would compare Selling <laughs> the OC to Selling Sunset. They have nothing in common other than they're attractive people who sell beautiful homes and the Oppenheim twins are lurking at all times. And it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wish I could say no. Sometimes I really wish I could be like, no, I'm so busy. I haven't had a chance to watch it. The answer is yes, duh. I watched the entire season the weekend it came out. For me, selling the OC is like a love is blind in that it does not require your full concentration. Like Selling Sunset, I sit down, I've got my popcorn, I take it all in. But this one, you can put it on, you can fold laundry, you can like do your shopping on Amazon. It's very passive viewing, which I appreciate at this time in my life. I kind of loved this season of Selling the OC. Jason, like season one was meh. This season, that's really good. First of all, we can all just agree it is a poor man's selling sunset. Like, I'm trying to think of an analogy. If if the girls in L.A. are lobster, these ladies are imitation crab. They're just like working so hard to try to get that L.A. aesthetic, but we're not there yet. 
So this is true. When I, you remember when I dressed up as Christine Quinn when I dressed my children up as the Oppenheim twins for Halloween last year? Will never be topped. Shall never be topped. But I purchased this fake Versace two piece for $28 on Amazon.com as a costume. In selling the OC season two, one of the girls was wearing the exact same fake Versace two piece from Amazon on the show. She's literally wearing my like hilarious costume to an open house. I don't think we have the level of stylist that we're working with on Selling Sunset. What I also love is the addition of boys. There are like hottish OC guys on this show. There are scenes with two hot realtors in wetsuits pulled down to their waist talking shirtless on the beach. It is very much giving Steven and Talon, but grown up. <laughs> Plus, one of the male realtors, Tyler, who is the second coming of Stephen Coletti, okay, just like a raven-haired, blue-eyed, hot, sweet surfing dummy. He's freshly divorced from Brittany Snow, and so there is an actual romantic plot line with another realtor. And I feel like we haven't seen this kind of like real flirting and chemistry in a non-dating show since The Hills. Like it has that, like they get drunk and like, spoiler alert, like they kiss in a hot tub and you're just, I mean, like I love that. And the romance and the drama does still feel real to me. By season three, it might all be completely fabricated, but I still think these girls are actually fighting in their Amazon crop tops. I do. There is one plot line that is so dumb where they like hire a former Miss USA with no experience or real estate license to join the Oppenheim group. And she keeps calling it the Oppenheim group. Oh, no. Jason. <laughs> I was like, bitch, did you not watch the show for a yeah. damn second before joining it? Like my six-year-olds know Jason and Brett's last name is pronounced Oppenheim. So yes, Janelle from Winnipeg. I have been watching Selling the OC. I didn't offer up this information on the show because I'm not proud of it, but I watched the whole season in less than 48 hours. And for anyone who has not, after you watch The Golden Bachelor, Naked Attraction, every Kansas City Chiefs game, and The Real Housewives of New York, (laughs) highly recommend it. And that's our show. A real TV episode today, Jace. Yeah. We're just on the pulse of culture. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're just out here watching everything. (laughs) (gasps) Jason has been watching some of these shows since 2016. That's true. Yeah. Now, we like to end every episode with a song. You know, we've never played a Taylor Swift song. No. And if we don't, who will? (laughs) How will she get any streaming revenue if we don't steal her song and play it for free on this show? Taylor's version. Taylor's version. What should we play? Should we go love her? To celebrate her new romance and the Mm. Golden Bachelor. Yes. Oh, yes. As this song plays, just imagine Gary, our golden bachelor, softly pecking a woman on the cheek on a Ferris wheel, (laughs) which was like most of the coming up reel in that show. Huge thanks to Jessel Tank, to Travis, to Gary, to all of the willies and fannies on Naked Attraction, and to you phonies for listening each week, for rating and writing reviews. It's so helpful to our show, so we appreciate you taking the 30 seconds to do that. And now, I'm just going to dismantle the pillow for I've constructed in my Toronto hotel room to record this episode and say bye. Jason, thank you as always. Thank you. Hashtag me boo. <laughs> You're my hashtag uh, me boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay. Have an amazing week. Uh, I will be back in LA for our episode next Thursday, and we'll talk then. Bye. Can I go? was created by our mommy, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Soundclash. Phone a Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.